Welcome to Free Refills Podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. Our hope is that you leave refilled, refueled, and re-energized to carry on in ministry. I'm your host, Boss, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Orlando. What's good, everybody? Coming to you from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, every episode, we have a special guest join us, and today we have my good friend, Jose Torres. Jose, welcome. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, Jose, before we jump in, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us about your family, where are you located, and how long you've been in ministry. Yeah, so I'm located in Noblesville, Indiana, which is just north of Indianapolis. I've uh, been married for 17 years. Uh, to my bride, Leanne, and we have two wonderful kids, Eliana, who is uh, 12, and my boy, Jose Jr., who is 10. Um, and I am at Genesis Church in Noblesville, Indiana, where I have been the student pastor here for uh, nine and a half years, and I also lead our next-gen uh, team. Yeah. We're stoked to have you. Orlando's Thanks. got some questions for you, uh, like I said, before we hit record. There might be some deep questions, and uh, yeah, could change yeah, the just trajectory a, just a, of our conversation. Hundred percent. Just a fair warning um, to anyone. You know, I don't want to offend anyone with these questions, but we're going to really get deep down into it today. So, um, married with two children, um, if you did not name your your first yeah, your your son Junior, what would be an alternative name for him? Oh, man. Um, I never thought about that. My dad's name is actually Jose. My name's Jose. So all of my life, I've always known that if I had a boy, his name is going to be Jose. But we call him Junior because my dad doesn't have a middle name. Um, so I do. And so my boy, we have the exact same first, middle, and last name. And so we named him Junior. Um, we didn't know we could call him whatever we wanted, but I'd say, um, <laughs> man, ah, that's, that's like, no one's ever asked that. That's such a weird, not weird, but just like, I, I don't know, maybe Ricardo, because that's like my middle name. And so, uh, you go with Ricardo final answer. Okay. Yeah, there it is. See, like I said, we get down into the depths of, <laughs> uh, of people's personality here right off the bat. So good to know. Um, <clears throat> Also, a uh, question uh, would be um, football or American football? Which one do you prefer? And I'm, I'm being correct here in, in what these are called. So oh, football or American football? Hands down, football. Uh, uh. So that you can be down with the feet and the ball. Like, if you're going to call it football, it should be with your feet, man. Like, it's like, just makes sense. But I'm a, I'm a soccer player. My dad played soccer. I grew up with a, a soccer ball at my feet and um, absolutely love it. My kids now play soccer or football. So absolutely football all the way. Oh, see, I think we might have just lost a couple of people right on that one. <laughs> you know, hey, it is what it is. I don't want to offend anybody, but hey. Um, uh, and then finally, just one more very personal question. Um, you know, feel free to pass on if you, if you really have to. Um, but on a scale of one to 10, how much does your daughter have you wrapped around her finger? Oh, uh, I mean, I'm the king of the castle. 
uh, she makes the list of what I do and how it gets done. She, for sure, she's she's it's ten. She's got. I'll do anything for her. She can say it. And, um, I'll do it, man. She she. I love her. It's, it's so it's so good. I'm so thankful that I had a daughter before I had a son because she has helped me be soft and learn uh, empathy and sympathy, which I don't really have. And so she has brought some of that out and I'll, I'll do anything for that little girl. There it is, there it is folks. Look, we we did, we dive real deep on the front end, you know, sorry for getting so emotional so quickly, but uh, <laughs> you know, let's just take a mental health break for everybody. I might've got a little heavy with the football thing there. Um, <laughs> But no, it's it's great. It's great to get to know you, man. It's great to uh, to hear a little bit more about you, and uh, I appreciate your answering the questions. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll uh, I'll keep him around. I think he's allowed to stay for his uh, his football answer. Um, <laughs> that that we can we can enjoy both uh, both versions of it and be in a happy happy place. So, um, well, we are talking today about collaboration, um, which is honestly in some ways i mean i guess we could you know we're we're youth leaders and we're speakers so we like to make connections to everything so we could transition quickly from two different versions of football being played and find collaboration and how we're both playing a sport and all of those different things so uh that's my quick segue into it um jose we we ask you to sit with us um because when i think about collaboration and i think about youth leaders who have come together and um, have a heart for it, I think about you. I think about your your drive for that and the leadership that you have in the local network that you, um, that you have led the charge with through the years is been, it's been really cool to be a part of and see. And so um, I'm just grateful that you were able to sit together and talk about this because I believe that a lot of people can learn from it and hear and be inspired by it. So, um, through the last, I mean, honestly, it feels like for the last like two years, there has been a higher, um, need and it, it's definitely exposed the need for collaboration in our communities where people are coming together because they're recognizing that like their, um, their resources are thin and they're not quite sure how to how to do this whole ministry thing by themselves. And so uh, that's been really cool. Um, and that's what we're about. So tell us to jump, to, to get into um, a personal take of it for yourself. What was it that started this journey of collaboration? What was it that, you know, who shaped that for you or what, who were you inspired by? And then how did it begin? Yeah, I think when you think of collaboration, collaboration and partnering and connecting, it it starts with just life in general and realizing that uh, that that life alone isn't where we're what we're meant to be. We're meant to do life together, and uh, I think early on in my life, I realized that it's easier to do things with people. And it's and when I have questions, I run to people to ask them what they're doing or how they're getting through things. And as I got into college and uh, well, became a Christian, got to college and, and learning like, what is this Christianity thing and how do I do it? I had to go out to uh, my friends who were doing Christianity before me. I didn't become a Christian until I was 17 years old. And so uh, trying to find out what Christian life is like. And I would I would say words and ask, is this a word that a Christian would say? Am I allowed to say this? And they're like, you know what? And that one you should probably not say. Keep out of your vocab. 
that's not, I think, uh, something we just want to be yelling out. And so I had, to, I had to learn a lot of things and I had to ask people right from the get-go. And in college, my professors came alongside of me and, and shepherded me and, and, and moved me forward. And we connected with other guys that were in the same major. And um, as I graduated out into, uh, into student ministry and got my first job in Des Moines, Iowa, I, I quickly realized I had no clue what I was doing Like in, in student ministry. I had a degree. And I had uh, all the, the the classes, I read all the books, but when you get thrown out into the trenches, like it, it's different, man. When you're out there, it's different. And so I uh, tried doing it on my own for a long time and then finally realized I got to start asking other people who have been around, who have done this, like, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? How would you do it? What resources do you have to get me successful? And I was lucky enough to have a couple guys who are some veterans and came alongside of me, encouraged me, loved on me. And uh, shepherded me in the right direction. And, and, and the crazy thing too, is when I got my first job in Des Moines, Iowa, my youth pastor, the guy that was my youth pastor had also moved to Des Moines, Iowa. And so he was just a couple minutes down the road. And so he came alongside and, and was encouraging to me and, and helped me see kind of some of the stuff that we could do to be successful. And, and as I felt, he came alongside of me and made sure that I was there to let me know that it's it's part of the ministry, and when we fall down, we got to get back up and figure out what God's called us to so that we can keep moving forward and do his work. Um, so that's, I think that's like a big part of where it started. Is It's life. It's the newness of, of whether it was being a Christian or going to a college and then getting my first job and realizing that I needed help. And so people came alongside of me and helped me. So in turn, as I came to Indiana, that's where the big shift came of like, I had some experience under me. I had some, some failures, some success, and I just felt like I knew I couldn't do it alone. I felt like I had something I could offer some of those who are new to ministry and to help them not do some of the things that I did that were uh, some big mistakes in ministry, um, but just realizing that ministry, people in ministry, especially student ministry, it's a different be breed. When you look at a, a pastoral staff and a team, the student pastor is a, a different breed of people. So I was hoping that I could get all these weird breeds together uh, and, and create a network and allow us to just learn from each other, to encourage each other. But I think even, even more than that, it's, it, it's to offer a place where we feel safe uh, and, and to know that we're, we're known, we're seen, and we're loved, that we would do. I wanted to create an environment where I would be able to do for them what they do for their students and their ministry. And, and that was created in a space where they could ask questions that they could share. And then again, collaborate and share resources or encouragement or books that we've read or uh, success stories or failure stories and, and just be something greater together than we would be if we were alone. Love it. I love Some it. would so say that's yeah. Keep going. Orlando. Yeah, I was going to say some would stay better together, you know, like that's, uh, that's the whole premise. So my, my question is for you, you know, cause you said you, you realized that you didn't know what you were doing, but you know, I think oftentimes when we come out and we refresh in the ministry, especially being younger, ministering yeah. to younger people, we, we, we all, we just come out with this zeal, like I know what to do, how to reach them. I have great connections and relationship building, as long as I can have a relationship with everybody, every, everything's going to be cool, right? Um, was that realization for you of like, I don't know what I'm doing, was that early on? Or was <laughs> it at first like, 
you know, gung-ho, and then like a year down the road, it was like, oh, I might need to reevaluate. How, how long did it take you to come to that realization? Yeah, no, I, I think it took a little bit because after college, you know, I'm still young. I'm still like, yeah, I got a degree. Um, I'm the man. They hired me. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the professional in student uh, culture. And uh, so I came out, you know, guns a blazing, swinging and everything else. Like, I got this. I'm going to do it right. But I was put in a student ministry where um, I had experienced um, some things that, like, I was involved with students who were experiencing things I had never experienced before. Uh, their lives, the way they grew up was nothing like I had grown up with myself. So I couldn't relate personally. And some of the stuff that they experienced was yeah. not in the textbooks. It was not a class that I had studied. And so I quickly, I think, well, I shouldn't say quickly, I slowly realized that I needed help to figure out how to do ministry to these students who I didn't read about what they were going through in the textbook, or I didn't uh, experience some of the things that they were experiencing and realizing, like, I don't know what's going on. My ministry, the way I thought it was going to happen, isn't, isn't really, I think, connecting the way I thought it was going to be. Um, I think God was moving in some of these things, but it, it, it was rough on me and hard on me. And so I knew at that time, I was like, you know, we, we need help. We need to figure out and ask around with some local guys who know the area, because I was new to Des Moines, the Des Moines area, trying to find, okay, who knows this culture? Who knows the students? Who knows kind of the, the dilemmas that they're going through, the school system? Because the young guy from college uh, who thought he had it all together, was ready to change the world and make disciples is, is just trying to trying to figure it out and just scraping and was, I think it, it was draining more than it was bringing joy until I could figure out like I needed some, I needed some encouragement and some help and I think some affirmation to know that what I was doing was right, which was loving on students, listening to them, um, and that is ministry rather than trying to say like my numbers aren't growing and and you know we, we're not a mega church or whatever like all these things that I think we get into ministry thinking these are successful things is when you have you know salvations and baptisms and eventually other you know you're you become the church everybody talks about and that wasn't happening not not that I wanted that to happen but it was it was hard to see the fruit and so I needed I needed somebody to come across the table with me and sit knee to knee eye to eye and say there's fruit it just looks different than maybe what you thought it was going to look like what were some some of those things you know because I, i've met you since you got to indiana so what were some of the things some of the fruit some of the products some of the like really cool things that came out of networking and collaborating in in iowa where you were like, yeah, I got to keep doing this. Like, what did that look like? Yeah, I think, I think with, with some of the guys that I talked to and, and the, the, the network I had around me, it was just reminding me to look at the little wins, right? These baby steps, the little wins that um, maybe, I, I, maybe I personally overlooked, uh, but they could say, no, did you see this? And how you've been influential on this part of this story or this kid's life or how, uh, this family came because you invested in this one student. And so the things that maybe I, I missed, they saw and encouraged me on that and, and reminded me to see the blessings and the fruit and some of these little things. 
that had happened. And, uh, and the fruit with me was just like, I made connections with these students who uh, these guys encouraged me to keep going on with. And, and even me, as I left Des Moines, I still knew I could still connect and reach out to the guys who I had had partnered with and had done ministry alongside of. And, and uh, like, we knew that even though we were not part of the same ministry or the same church itself, we weren't, we weren't fighting with, with each other or against each other for that student or whatever. We were just trying to figure out how we each can do ministry and do it well and be part of each other's success. Um, and so I think that was really cool to see like, hey man, I just wanna help you succeed in your ministry. Um, I wanna help you just be encouraged and let you see the, the little fruits that are happening. Uh, it may not be that you've grown 10 times in a year, but it may be that you changed that one student's life. And, and that was so helpful for me and encouraging for me to see ministry in a different way. Um, but to know that I had people around me who were excited about, I think, community change, not personal change for their ministry. And, and so I took that to say, it's not about me. It's not about my ministry. But when I look at my community, how can we help raise everybody to, to reach God's kingdom? That's good. That's really good. Um, rising tide reaches all ships, right? Like that, that mentality is great. So my, my question for you and just, just full, full honesty here was, were there moments where as you're reaching out to people and you're looking to collaborate and you're looking to create this, you know, we're in this together, we're better together. Um, was everyone receptive to that? Um, were there some times where you maybe were disappointed or did it go over well? Um, and if so, what did you do? Yeah, as we, as we've changed this transition and moved over here to Noblesville, um, and we started, I started a network and, and I like my network that we kind of are part of here in the Noblesville area. It, it honestly started with me connecting with one guy over here. And, um, and then I found out that there was a guy over here that needed connected with. And so I connected with this guy. And then I found out that both of these guys separately were connecting with each other. And I'm like, why are we connecting all separate? Like, well, let's not just get together. And so the three of us, it was real easy to kind of get together because we had already had a personal relationship with each other. And uh, so as we started to, to connect once a month and pray with each other, we're like, let's invite other people in. And we got a couple other people, but then then we saw kind of a wall as you're, you know, the question you're asking, like we saw a wall kind of step up where people were like, well, we don't know you, who are you, what's your denomination, what's your purpose, what's your theology, what's your philosophy? And, and so some people, if there wasn't that personal relationship, like we would send out whether it's a blanket email or uh, we'd meet somebody new, whatever it would be, there, there would be some hesitancy to say like, yes, let's jump all in. Because I think some people weren't sure if we would line up with what they believed. Uh, I think there's some people who thought maybe we thought we knew what was better for them and that they're not doing ministry right. And so if you join our network and we'll tell you what to do right. Uh, I think there's a couple people who was like, well, I don't want you to know who my students are, or what church I'm at, because you'll come after them. Um, I think we always there's some of those people who always has a, a you know, some some skeptic thoughts in them to think like, well, why, why do you want to connect with me? Or why do you want me to be part of something that's not my denomination or outside of my circle? And um, so, yeah, I think some people, people early on were kind of um, hesitant to join in and, and had some reservations. But I think as we 
as we stuck to it and as we as a group would meet weekly and be consistent and we started group chats and started a, a email chain and 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 really started to say more than just like hey this is our time but we would share stories or ask for prayer requests and um, really share life and some raw things like people are like oh you know what like you guys don't care just about um like your ministry or uh, telling me what to do but like you really care about who i am and my heart and the students in general and one guy had said uh and he, he just said you know i would love for one of our our mantras to be no student left behind and what he meant is just like there should be no student in our area that is not prayed for that is not seen that is not connected and as we kind of use some of that language some of those people who are like well i don't know who you are and would pull up barriers or things like that it's like oh you really are just about kingdom work and god's work and student ministry within this whole area and so like, we would see some of those walls come down and the barriers come down and started to see some good success with that i was gonna i was gonna ask you a question that probably you've already kind of answered of like when those wall when you had somebody step into that space or be resistant to um i don't know that doesn't seem like my thing. What was something for you personally that you you took on to help potentially ease that or bring the walls down as we've used that 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 figure or that metaphor? Like, what did you do? Did you show up at their door? Did you just like meet them in their office and you're like, hi, or like, you know, did you do something crazy where you're like, I just stuck with it and just like, sent mailers to them all the time and bugged them until they, you know, were like, fine, I'll show up. Or yeah. were you just like, whatever. All right, we'll see you later. Like, how did that, how did you take on that? Yeah, no, I think the, one of the phrases I like to hear is like an invite to everybody is an invite to nobody. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so as we would put out blanket emails and stuff like that, it's very easy to just ignore or delete. But when you make something personal, it's a lot harder to ignore it and to delete it. And so as we always would just send out the blanket email just so people are aware of what's going on. And if somebody says no, we, when I say we, but me, I, I love, one of my favorite things to do and to collaborate is to actually just sit knee to knee and eye to eye with people and, and make it personal and let them know, like, I, I don't want you just to be part of a group but I actually care for you as an individual. I actually care for you as a human being. I actually care for you as a spiritual leader in this community. And I want you to be healthy. And if you want to meet other people like that, then come to this, this group uh, because they're all kind of wrestling and struggling with some of this stuff and or they're succeeding and they want to share their success. But it, it really comes down to me just saying, you know, whether you come to this group or not, I personally want to get to know you. I personally want to just say hi to you. I personally just want to see your space or, or invite you in to see my space and, and share with you how I do ministry. And um, it's, it's when that personal ask was on the table, that's where a lot of those people who joined the network first started because it's, it was a little intimidating to say yes to a big a big group or a big meeting that they knew nothing about. But if somebody says, Hey, I just want to say hi to you across the table and we can get a cup of coffee or uh, some dessert, or if you're like me, a, a soda, you like, like I don't drink coffee. I, I, 
And so, um, but when you make it personal and say, can we just sit eye to eye, knee to knee, like, like that's, that's what opened the door for a lot of the personal connections and the longevity that we have with a lot of these youth workers who are part of this awesome community and part of this network that happens here in Noblesville. Um, one, thank you for making that so tangible. Because um, I think sometimes what what this work looks like can be real abstract. And you know, we talk about collaboration, which can be such a buzzword and so hard to make a tangible thing. You just really put that all in a nutshell really, really well. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. And that's coming from somebody who this is my full-time job, right? So like that, that was just beautifully well say, stated. Um, my, my question to you, uh, because I think that this can kind of be in people's mind too, uh, is that sounds like a lot of work, right? <laughs> Where, you know, you got all the things you got going on with your students. Um, you have parents, you have your own life, right? You have a spouse and two children. So how uh, in God's name are you doing um, all that you do, um, leading your own individual ministry and your own responsibilities, but then also doing this too and developing a relationship with people and, you know, knocking on doors on a regular basis? Like, how do you make it all work? And is it even realistic for people to do? And why do you take the time to spend so much time doing yeah, um, one, I'd say it's it's prioritizing relationships over programs um, and and prioritizing relationships over my computer and emails. And yes, those are important, but it, I mean, the relationships that we build with parents, with with our volunteers, our students and the other people around us that are going to help be on the same mission and that is, is doing kingdom work with students. Like if, if we really believe in that, then we're going to prioritize that and do what it takes to really connect with people. And that's, that's building relationships. But along with that, it, it's looking at your calendar and, and realizing where you can fit that in and what's going to take priority over you, or are you just going to sit back and um, do uh, you know, YouTube? I, I don't know. But like we, the, the part of it too is seeing on your calendar where do we have some gaps? Like some of the days I know that I'm a little lighter uh, on a certain day than I am on different days. Like this day's a prep day for my message. And this day is uh, making sure it's calendar day and, and um, a, a midweek maybe uh, it's, it's just relational day. And that's the day where I know I'm gonna make some phone calls or maybe send out some emails and uh, do some postcards. And uh, the other thing too is I gotta eat lunch. And I got to eat lunch all the time, every week, every day. And so if I, 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 uh, I think Doug Field said at one time, he said, uh, take people along with you to do something that you're already going to be doing. And, and why not say, hey, I got to eat lunch. Can we just schedule a lunch together? And so if that means you got to schedule one lunch a week with somebody or twice a week, like that's an easy win. And, and you just say, uh, let's do that. So when we do our youth worker lunches, uh, we schedule them at lunchtime. And we say, we, we meet the second Thursday and, uh, of the month. And we say, you know what, come to this meeting, bring your lunch. It's from 12 to one. Here's kind of a topic, but just, we're just gonna break bread together and talk with each other. And when you're done eating lunch or you gotta go, 
take off. But if you still want to connect and, and be here, do it. And so it's it's real simple when I to me, it's real simple. I know to some people it may not be, but it's real simple to say like, well, I got to eat lunch or I'm going to do something. Why not invite somebody into that space? Uh, I look at my calendar. I find those openings, whether it is a lunchtime or I know I've got some gaps because I've already got ahead of schedule or I, I got some free time. So I do invite there, but I think too, if you find it important and you put it as a priority in your life and in your ministry, you'll find ways to make it happen. But at the same time, you got to protect your family, your health, and, and make sure that you're prioritizing the, the ministry you're in charge of. So your students, your volunteers, and, and uh, anything else that's actually on your plate that you're responsible for, and then be able to figure out how else can I put people in my life that can help encourage me do what I, what's my main priority. And that's my ministry here. That's in front of me. That's awesome. I, when you, when you were talking about, you know, before you got to like how you have to eat lunch, that's my approach too. When I try to schedule meetings with people and they're like, I don't know if I have time. And I'm like, well, you've got, you're going to eat lunch that day, right? Oh, you're not going to eat lunch. Okay. Well, are you going to eat breakfast? Like, <laughs> Let's find a meal that you're going to eat because I'm going to eat it too. And how about I sit at the same, I'll just, how about you go there, you tell me where it's going to be and I'll sit at the same table you're sitting at. I'll buy, you know what? I'll buy the lunch for you too. How about that? And then usually we get a meeting that together somehow. That usually <laughs> helps. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, it's awesome, right? Do it, do it with each other in conjunction at the same time. You're already doing it. So why not do it together? Um, Jose, can you share what this has been for you personally, how it's helped you personally as a leader, how it's transformed potentially? I mean, you kind of almost really, sounds like you started in a place of collaboration. So it wasn't like a, I was doing this by myself. And then one day somebody, I read this book or somebody told me this thing and it tr completely transformed. You were just kind of wired to do it that way. But how has this been your leading? So how has the leader of these different spaces where you've actively been pursuing people, how has that blessed you? How has that transformed your, your, your personal journey in ministry? Yeah, I think for someone like me, it comes, it comes easy because I'm a big extrovert. Mm -hmm. And so being around people comes easy. And uh, so when I started off saying like doing life, I realized I needed to be have people around me or, or going to college and learning how to be a Christian and uh, all of these things, realizing I needed people around me and they came around me. And part of that was just, I just, I'm an extrovert. So I just want people around me. And then I noticed as these people are around me, they're encouraging me uh, to be a better, whatever it is that I was doing at that time, be, be a better student pastor, be a better uh, uh, learn, be a better uh, Christian and, and God's faith and learn how to read the Bible and pray and, 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 and things like that. And, um, but I think there's a difference too, of just being with people and encouraging and developing people. And I think there's so many times where some people get together and they, they're like, yeah, we, we had fellowship and we encouraged each other. And I was like, well, what'd you do? And they're like, oh, what'd you talk about? What was encouraged? Like, ah, oh, we just, we just talked about our favorite video games or, or what we ate last week. And I was like, no, you were just with each other. You were just in each other's presence. Mm -hmm. And so what I've noticed my shift is like, there's, there is a difference in 
And I don't ever want to just be with you. I love be just being with youth pastors and, and other youth workers. But if I'm if I'm asking you to come to me or for us to all gather together, you can hang out with people all you want. And I know that people's times are important and that ministry is important. So I I want to, as we come together, like I I think the big thing that's challenges me is I don't want to just be another human being that they're around. Like they, they, they have that. I don't, they don't need another friend a lot of times, although friends are awesome, but they do need an encourager and someone to say like, thank you. That was worth my time or that's challenging. And, and so for me, it's been really, um, I, I've loved my time where I'm like, I, if they come for me, I want to make it worth their while. I want to make it where we start thinking about some things that maybe they're wrestling with, but they don't know how to say it, or I'm wrestling with, and I, I don't know how to deal with it. Maybe they have some stuff. So, I, so we've, I've been challenged and encouraged and, and grown through it. It's like, I don't want to just be with people, but I want to be with people and challenge and grow and become better together. And um, so, yeah, just being strategic and, and, and honestly, it comes like, it comes with planning prior to it's not just hey let's just show up and then grab a question out of a hat but it's it's some prayer going into it and asking god to help lead some of that time and to challenge me and challenge them but also say like i'm strategically going to think about how we're going to have this conversation and when when we're going to do that conversation and, and when we're going to eat and how we're going to pray and what we're going to pray about and um, so all that stretched me to figure out how do I become a better leader and not just a, another friend for them to hang out with and, mm. and how do I make them feel like this was worth my time. Thank you. And I, I want to come back and I know another guy or girl who could be part of this and, and be refilled by it. Yeah, I think that's, that's amazing. And I really want to commend you on that because sometimes, you know, this networking thing can kind of just feel like a hangout session. Right. Yeah. And that's not that's not effective. And it just it, we can just be transparent. Right. It's just not effective. So like, what are we doing as uh, people who want to collaborate, as people who want to come together to really be intentional about that work that comes with it? And, and it's it's so key. But it reminds me of a passage in, in Romans chapter one, starting in verse 10. This is New Living Translation. If you just you know bear with me for a second. In verse 10, it says one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity. God willing to come to come at last to see you for I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but also want to be encouraged by yours. And so looking at this, I just kind of see that same heart in, in what you just explained, right? Like my real desire is to encourage you and to be encouraged and to impart something to you, right? Like, I, I want to give something to you in this time. I think that's really the key um, that I even hear from you as we talk about this. Like, it's not just getting lunch. It's not just getting coffee. It's not just hanging out to not feel, um, you know, not feeling alone is a big part of it. But it's really the, the part that helps me from keeping, keeping me from feeling alone is the fact that when we come together, we're giving something to each other. We're imparting something to one another. It's not just wisdom and how should you do, but I'm encouraging you in your faith and you're encouraging me in mine. And I think that's a very powerful, powerful, powerful thing. Um, and I thank you for your heart. I just want to say that like publicly right here. Yeah. Your heart is the reason why that entire network is successful because someone has to come to the table with this, right? Yeah. And if there are people who are listening who are kind of wondering what this whole thing is about, 
someone has to have that heart for their community and for each other to be able to say, I just want to see you so I can give you something, right? So, so I can be of a help to you. And that, that's it. That's the whole motive is to just do that. So bravo to you, sir. Seriously. Yeah, thanks. And, and I know like the hangout I said about the friends, like we do like that. But I think when we invest and develop in each other, the hangout part will come natural because they say, you know what, I thank you. This is awesome. Also, you just want to go get ice cream later or I'm in town. Can we just hook up or I'm going to do a grill out with some students or some leaders. Why don't you join us? Because I know you're down the street from me. And um, I think, yes, we need to hang out with each other, but there is a time where we need to hang out and another time we need to develop. But a lot of times, eventually, if you're doing it right, I think they'll just naturally come together. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Jose, thank you for sitting with us. Uh, thanks for, thanks for sharing all of this in your heart. Um, it's inspiring. And um, our, our prayer and our hope is that people hear this and go, yeah, let's do that here in our community. So thanks. Thanks for that. I know that uh, walking with you and being in that space and seeing you just encourage people has been really blessing. So thank you for sitting with us today. Yeah, absolutely. It's been awesome. So there you go. There you have it. You got to hear his heart. You got to hear uh, his life experiences of reaching out to other youth leaders in his community and various communities that Jose has lived in um, and what he's done. And I can personally say, and I said it a couple of times already in our conversation, but I can personally say, because I get to see him and I'm, he's my friend, that um, this, is a, this is truly who he is. Um, I can vouch for that, that he pursues and encourages youth leaders in his community, and he ultimately wants everybody to be better, and why not do it together? And so um, it's been a real joy and an honor to be a part of his, uh, his network uh, at times where I get to be in that, that circle and uh, see the uh, impact that he has personally had on that community. For you as you're listening, as you're maybe watching us on YouTube, depending on if I've gotten the video up on YouTube or not. Um, my encouragement to you is that if you are not in this, you reach out to somebody. So we're here for you and we're here with you and we have people connected and all across the country. Um, there's also, um, if you are a leader of a network, my encouragement to you is that you continue to per pursue people and you continue to do things and do life with people, uh, with other youth leaders who are in your community. Also, uh, if there is a way, if there's something that you want to, if maybe there's a, something that you want to get connected with, you have a desire to get connected with other people, we have a way to do that. Go on our website, nym.org. You can find all sorts of people across the country. Also, we have this thing called the Network Conversations. It happens once a month. Uh, it's on an Eventbrite page. You can RSVP for recurring things and be up to date on what's happening. We have conversations with leaders all across the country about this topic and other topics. Um, but it's a way for you to connect and meet other people, other leaders of communities uh, all across the country. Um, I'll drop all of that stuff in the show notes below. You can link below and all that sort of stuff so you can find it easily. Um, as, as we wrap up, remember, the more you're pouring into yourself, the more you can pour out to others. Until next time, 
Peace. Blessings. <laughs>